0: He played Caro His rating was higher, but from move seventeen, the king's side was mine. Took my chances fast. My rook was now.
1: Thanks to everyone who supports the podcast, with your shares and reviews in Apple love. If you want to get more involved in all we do at US Chess to empower girls and women through chess, please consider a tax-deductible donation of any size to our US Chess Women program and reach out to me with any questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ladies' Night. Today, we have a very special guest, long anticipated, certainly for me, and for many of our listeners. We have Huga of Huga Musica. She wrote and sang the incredible intro music for Ladies' Night. So I've been dying to have her on. She is a Chilean singer, songwriter, producer, chess artist. Her incredible talent was widely recognized and embraced by the chess world. In the fall of 2018, when her single, O Capablanca, was released and performed all over the world, from the Batumi Olympiad to the World Championship in London, she was also a headliner in Judith Polgar's Global Chess Festival in Budapest, where she performed and received a Goodwill Ambassador Award for the artistic values of chess. More recently, she's also been named an ambassador in Chile for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and since then, she's continued to weave her passions for chess music and creativity, highlighted recently by a single tactical, and it's a Motive and Artistic music video, which was dedicated to Mikhail Tao. Well, first of all, Huga, thanks so much for not only coming on the podcast, but also for providing the incredible
0: intro music. <laughs> Hello, Jen. Hello, everyone in... Uh listening to Ladies Night Podcast, that I really enjoy this podcast, by the way, congratulations to you, Jen, and to US Chess Women and US Chess Org for giving a space um, for women from all over the world and also for men (laughs) to speak about uh, gender things um, on chess that uh, we have to deal with um, daily and uh, all the innovations that can be made also.
1: Thank you. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, because to me, getting more girls and women into the game is also about making the game more fun for everyone, not just for girls and women. So I I mean, I care a lot about, you know, just
0: increasing the numbers of chess overall and everybody having more fun. Of course. I really enjoyed that you invited also uh, Danny Ranch uh, for the interview. I think that's a really good step because many times uh, the feminist uh, issues Are um, seen like women want to uh, put men aside, and that's not the point. We just want equality.
1: (laughs) And for you, I got to ask first of all, because in the intro, I did pinpoint two songs, so you have so many great ones I want to talk about Mikhail Tal and Capablanca. If you had to bring one of them back to
0: life to play some blitz chess with, who would you? I guess Capablanca. Uh, I'm really. Since I've been a little girl, I always uh, found something um, special, uh, a special feeling for him. Uh, He's so inspiring, his style, like an ambassador of chess, you know, worldwide. Uh, His name, he's like uh, a big legend in so many ways. When I went to Cuba last year for the Capablanca In Memoriam, uh, the Capa, you named Capablanca in the streets, and everybody knew who he was. He's like a hero for the whole country, and that's really inspiring all over the world. You know, even in Russia, everywhere you say Capablanca, and it's it's uh, such uh, beautiful, inspiring feelings about chess. Well, Tal, of course, has all the the edgy rock part for me, and that's also very inspiring and and motivating. His style is just magic, you know. But the the Capablanca Alekhine match has been for me one of the the most um, iconic things on my wallpaper of my computer, since like, I don't know, since always. So uh, yeah, Capablanca is a more a romantic feeling, I guess. And I would really like to to share with him. It must have been a very uh, interesting man to talk to.
1: So Capablanca, when did your love for
0: Capablanca and his chess start? I started to get really into chess history and icons when I was about nineteen twenty. Because uh, my father, he's a a big chess lover. He's as crazy for chess as I am. (laughs) So he definitely got me into this passion. Um, I started uh, sharing with grandmasters from Chile and from other countries uh, since a very very young age. I started working at the Chilean Chess Foundation in 2007. And... um, then I got acquainted with the, the chess um, history. And of course, Capablanca popped up immediately because he's on, the only Latin American uh, chess champion in the chess world champion that we have had until now. I hope that in the future it will appear another one, but um, it's a uh, very romantic. Also the, the, the years, you know, the, the thirties and the forties and all that, that stage chess, I think also had a a more important uh, place in culture and uh, in history and in everything, in politics or in, uh, you know, art. Everything was uh, about chess, had certain glamour or certain importance for culture you know and everyday life i think that there were much more uh, publications and space uh, to share ideas about chess and even though if you were not a chess player you understood chess not as a game as uh, many people understand it nowadays like it's a a board game and chess, well, maybe you can see it like that because it, it, because it has a board, actually. But chess is none of that. Chess is a sport. Chess is an art. Chess is a treasure of humanity. And chess is a science. And you have to, to treat it like a science. And I think uh, back in those years, there was um, that understanding of chess. So I think that's why a figure like Capablanca gets all that credit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, your passion for Capablanca and the song is just so palpable. Um, had he influenced
0: your opening choices as well? Because of course, in the the song, you talk about the Carol Khan. No, not at all. Actually, uh, Capablanca didn't play Caro Kann. I, I think one or t- two games of, of Capablanca you can find with the Caro It's just that I was uh, playing the Caro Exchange variation against the Caro You know? Yeah, it's a, it's about a game that I played. I played in a tournament in Rome, and um, I signed up for a, for a tournament that was a much higher rating than I am. I don't have a, a, a big rating, but I I play more than my that my says. <laughs> I guess every chess player thinks that, but okay, I think that too. Um, but I subscribed for this, uh, for this tournament that was under 1,900. And I was playing and I was making a really bad tournament and I had a game that I, I was playing, this, uh, this uh, game uh, against Karokan. Uh, um, and I thought that I really had a, a nice position and a big attack and great possibilities. And I, I thought I had totally under control of the situations and my pieces were much better placed than his and uh, everything. But then suddenly uh, some bad exchanges, you know, I gave uh, I gave, I gave up my good night, but that don't mean a thing. You know, it's uh, this kind of uh, reflection afterwards. But um, then I, I, I turned to Capablanca. Uh, because I after the game uh, ended and I lost in a way that I didn't understand why I was uh, mourning you know about this uh, loss and this uh, great pain that you feel when you really think that you have a winning game and you actually lose and you don't understand why and you think that you don't understand anything about chess so I turned to Capablanca mainly because he said that uh, we learn more from our defeats than from our victories now that is very uh Ironic for him to say, I think, because uh, you know that he has a, a historical strike of not losing a game in I don't know how many years. So uh, he didn't lose many games in, in his professional career. So, uh, But yes, I, I absolutely agree with him that we learn more from the games that we lose than the ones that we actually win, because that, those are the games that you actually um, check and analyze with a uh, bigger detail. And you really try to understand what happened and you try to improve from them other than celebrating your victory. So um, that's why I turned to Capablanca. <laughs> wow. And
1: so that game in Rome was the origin of that beautiful line from your song about, well, you can say it better than I, of course, <laughs> their, their rating was higher. I, I mean, that, that's just like such a beautiful line that every chess player can empathize with. <laughs> yes. And so, in in this context, uh, Capablanca gave you the strength to create um, art out of your loss, and I think that's really beautiful because you learn more from your defeats and your victories. Sure, but also in the artistic field, you know, can you create more art from your pain and disappointment than from
0: your triumphs? I think that the triumph is very important, uh, also for um, feeling the. The excitement and the glory of, of of winning a beautiful a beautiful chess game or when even when you when you lose a game but you feel that 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 you really made good moves and you really made interesting ideas uh possible i think that's also a celebration for me because you think that you um, are playing a good a good level or a good level i know that's infinite to say but at least uh, for for yourself you know you feel that you played your best i think that's very important also but clearly as uh, in love songs also most uh, beautiful love songs are are from the inspiration of uh, a great pain or a great loss or a great disappointment and i think in chess as in life it happens also yeah
1: you know i like i love this theory just kind of expounding on it more because To me, a lot of people think that chess is a zero-sum game because you either win or you lose, but it's also about what you do with the result afterwards. So if everybody who wins the game, you know, allows themselves to feel some joy and happiness and, you know, a life that is often difficult and everybody who loses kind of either creates art from it or learns a lot from it, suddenly chess is not a zero-sum game because everybody is, everybody is kind of like taking the most emotional um, good from whatever
0: happened, right? Of course. Yes, I agree with that. I think uh, it's very important to, to also uh, go through and live and experience uh, with passion all your emotions. Um, when, you, when you lose, you, you, want to, you want to cry, you want to do anything, it's okay. But then you have to move on, of course. You have to quickly move on. But I think it's better than repressing the emotion. It's better to express them. And for me, it's easier to express them uh, with uh, with pen and paper, you know, writing lyrics or melodies and, and expressing it, uh, singing. But uh, I, I guess you can express it in so many ways, you know, you can uh, paint or you can uh, dance or you can just write a poem or you just, I don't know, you can find so many ways to, to express your emotions, but don't repress your emotions. I think that's very important. And if you want to celebrate because it's an important victory, just make your, I make always a little a celebrating dance uh, when i when i win it's, it's little and sometimes it's a bit annoying to my opponents <laughs> but i do it anyway i i make a little winning dance is it like a sitting dance or do you like stand up and do it uh depends it can be sitting also it's just like you know yeah i won i'm so happy because i played so good and <laughs> and you're uh many times it's when the player that you're trying to beat, you haven't beat, uh, beaten uh, before, you know, or it's uh, very hard to beat so uh, you can make a little dance. I think that uh, chess is like poker. You, well, you know so much about poker. I, I don't know uh, anything almost about poker, but I'm really interested to, to learn more. But uh, what I know, and I think every chess player knows very well, better than anyone, is to keep a poker face, right?
1: Tell that to Gary Kasparov. <laughs> he might be the greatest of all time, but. Well, almost every chess t- player. <laughs> yeah. It's good that he didn't turn to poker. Um, but no, seriously, Gary is the greatest, and I love watching him play in some of his comebacks in St. Louis because, you know, you don't have to look at Stockfish. You can just look at his face and see how the position is going. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, that's so much fun. Hikaru has a little bit of that, too, but. Not as much as, as The Great, you know, The Great is scary. Um, but seriously, that song, O Capablanca, has so many memorable lines. What's your all-time favorite line from that song?
0: From uh, from my song, O Capablanca? Yes. Who needs victories, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's funny. Or also, I, I really like to, to watch the faces of uh, the reaction of chess players when they, when they listen. Now, according to Stockfish. It's like... <laughs> They cannot believe that I that the the song can say stockfish. You know that's that's really amusing to see. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of
1: chess details in it that only a good, really good player would know. Which is, but it still works in terms of like the melody, and I think that's really so unique and um, you know something that's so special about your art. But one place that I saw that it come out even stronger was one of my favorite of your songs, um, "Oh Caruana. <laughs> Um I have to ask Karana you about be-
0: na na. <laughs> Yeah, oh, right, sorry. Uh, Karana na na. I got inspired because I was at the World Chess Championship in London. Um, there I was uh, watching all the all the games uh, from the the second half of the of the tournament because it was very long. But I w- I was there mainly because um I was uh, releasing my my second chess song isolated pawn and uh, I was interviewed by by the official streaming uh, by Judith Polgar and Anna Rudolf so I was very close to them uh, in those days um, uh, like sharing with them all the time and I could uh, you know um, Listen to all the commentaries and the interviews and watching the games and feeling the tension. And it was a draw after a draw after a draw. And we couldn't believe this, you know. Everybody wanted to 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 see some blood, I guess, you know, to see some some score, uh, um, more radical results. So we were, until the last moment, we didn't know who would be the, the world champion. So I think uh, all those juicy details about the, the match uh, came up uh, for the for the for the song to make this parody you know and uh, also because uh, okay uh, Carlson remained uh, uh, retained his title and it was amazing of course the the playoffs were were astounding the results, but uh, during the the world championship, Caruana Fabiano Caruana made such an amazing work, and uh, he just played so good, and he really uh, deserved to have a like a hymn, you know, about uh, this story that he was almost world champion. So sometimes uh, the results of the of the matches and the tournaments uh, they they fade away with time. You you know you sometimes you forget how how much wrestling there was. And uh, I think uh, a song can make uh, a memory more more easy to, to to get. Oh yeah, I love that
1: song. I mean, the part where you talk about the the stockfish win that no human saw, and having Anna Rudolph in the background like saying no one saw it. I I I really loved that. I thought it. Was, I thought all the details there were so. Of course, because I was on the edge of my seat watching every game, actually calling some of the games for. The um, St. Louis Chess Club stream and uh, just the tension on every move and particularly that game that you mentioned and the opening choices, um, the Rosalimo and the Sveshnikov, like all these things <laughs> coming up. Another
0: Rosalimo, the Sveshnikov is sharper. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, amazing. Because that, that song is, is also funny, right? Especially with the vi- music video that you have International Master Anna Rudolph in, it's just like you watch it and you're like smiling and laughing. So it has like a really different feel than some of your other songs, which are so intense and emotional.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Also, I, I'm uh, despite my my songs are very uh, are very dramatic sometimes and are very uh, uh, deep. I also like very much in my daily life. I I really uh, joke all the time. So <laughs> I really like to to make fun of things and to laugh on myself and to laugh at anything and with Anna. She is one of my best friends in the world. My my favorite persons in the world. Uh, it has been so fun to share this um, this experience of making a a video together. We were in holidays, and uh, she's the most enthusiastic and positive person. That. I- you you can think of and and it was so fun to write the the adaptations of the lyrics of camila cabello's havana to the to the world match uh, story because it it just flowed and we were having so much fun so we are looking forward to to do it together and i also look forward to make collaborations with another grandmasters because i've met so much uh so many fun people uh women and men uh Grandmasters, masters, or people involved with chess—I don't know—arbiters, um, people that work for chess and dedicate their life uh, to chess, and they know so much and they have such a sharp uh, sense of humor. So it's it's really fun to to create things with them because they have a, a really deep and understanding and approach to to the stories behind the the games.
1: Wow! So you wrote the lyrics with Anna in in yeah. your vacation. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> for the Caruana Oh, wow. So cool. And then, you know, when we were talking about that, uh, you mentioned another incredible video um, that you made,
0: the Isolated Pawn um, song and video. That song uh, came up from a, a real chess game, actually, that I saw. It's a game, uh, Karpov, no, Smyslov Karpov from the year 71. And there is an isolated pawn. You know, I, I've been playing some variations that in which uh, you get the isolated pawn. And... Um, for example, you can get it from the from the Alapin uh, opening that I play against Sicilian, or you can get it from another, of course, many many openings. You get an isolated pawn, and and this uh, contradiction that is, uh, you want an isolated pawn or you don't want. Some people say like, no, you have to avoid by all means to get an isolated pawn, you know, because it's a weakness in your position. And I started thinking like. Poor pawn, you know nobody wants to get an isolated pawn, (laughs) but (laughs) but many other players really like to get the positions in which they have an isolated pawn because they see it as a possibility of an attacking piece. And then I suddenly run into this um, this uh, Smyslov-Karpov amazing game from seventy one. These two world champions, you know, legends, and um, playing amazing moves and. Smith loves, uh, has an isolated pawn, a, a queen's isolated pawn. Um, and it's blocked, you know, by a knight, like the typical terrible position of the isolated pawn, you know. But he somehow manages to um, to go through this blockade and uh, to advance this pawn. And suddenly this pawn uh, becomes a, a very dangerous piece. And he starts make, uh, uh, making this journey, you know, uh, towards the eighth rank until it suddenly... Um, gets the chance with a sacri- a queen sacrifice, you know, a queen exchange actually, and then the pawn uh, actually gets to promote. And after that, some moves, there are some exchanges and, okay, there is a material up for Smyslov. So Karpov, when the pawn uh, actually promotes, he resigns. So it's very ethical. It's like the, the image of the isolated pawn, like the most vulnerable weak piece uh, that is already blocked, that feels that uh, it's like, it's not there anymore, you know, it will disappear in any moment. So that sensation uh, that uh, he he has no chances in life or in the game to survive, um, but actually uh, finding the spirit or the strength somehow. Uh, that it can be like a metaphor for the people that can support you, or the inspirational, or the idols that you can have, or the or your own dreams. You know, you can find the strength within yourself to advance and and uh, achieve what you what you believe you can become. That is very inspiring, and I think it translates to many things. Uh, in another interview, also I talked about how the story of Fiona Mutesi of the uh, of the Queen of Katwe also was a, a, a very big inspiration for the lyrics, and uh, well, it's a symbol, you know. And actually, I'm very happy because, uh, as you as you mentioned uh, some some minutes ago, uh, I be, I've become now ambassador of the Make a Wish Foundation in Chile, and I'm very happy about that. I've been volunteering for some years, and um, the thing is. That uh, the Make-A-Wish team they watched my my isolated pawn video and song, and they really really felt inspired by the by the lyrics and the story and the image of this pawn uh, becoming uh, strong and promoting and becoming a queen. Uh, they they felt that uh, the the message of the song had totally to do with the Make-A-Wish uh, feeling and the Make-A-Wish uh, possibility for children. And uh, they asked me if I could adapt the song in Spanish to make um, the the official song for Make-A-Wish Foundation um, for the celebration this year, now in April, of the 40 years of the foundation. It's an international celebration. And I adapted the song. I already recorded it. It will come up uh, very soon with the adaptation and the subtitles in Spanish and the lyrics in Spanish. And I'm very uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, happy that I can bring chess in another languages, in another uh, culture, in other uh, aspects of culture and of life, um, in education, in social matters, uh, and to bring closer chess to people in other parts of life. Because sometimes I think that chess is a little bit uh, encrypted. For people and sometimes these kind of metaphors that can touch anyone and make the the universal connection to to the life or the experience of anyone.
1: I agree and I mean I think that isolated pond is such a powerful metaphor because you know a lot of times people dealing with loneliness and feeling that uh the eighth rank, if you will, is, uh, so far ahead and knowing that like all, all of the loneliness and meditation that you do is likely to benefit you in some way, even if it's not immediate. Uh, and, and meanwhile, I mean, just huge congratulations on the make a wish foundation. I mean, that is a charity that, you know, in America also has such an incredible reputation for, you know, really making dreams come true, uh, for, for young, for young people, who uh, need it the most? Um, have you been able to grant any wishes yet, or is that something that you're going to do in your future as an ambassador for them?
0: Yes, I've collaborated in many wishes, and now I made a wish come true recently. It will appear uh, in maybe tomorrow or in a few days. Uh, there is a kid <clears throat> called Neville, he's 14 years old. He's, uh, uh, his dream is to become a drummer. And uh, he has a drum already, but since he has been in therapy uh, uh, out of his city, he's from the south of Chile. um, He has been in Santiago for already a year and he cannot play the drums because it's very noisy and he doesn't have his drums with him. And uh, his dream was to have an electronic uh, electronic drum set to be able to uh, rehearse all the time with headphones, you know. And that was his dream. And we made it possible with the Make-A-Wish team and with a very important uh, drum player here in Chile that he's my friend. And he had an amazing experience, not only because uh, Make-A-Wish is not just granting a a gift, you know, it's not like I want a drum set. That's the, the, the main thing that the, the kid dreams of. But Make-A-Wish is all about making a big uh, experience for the kid to have such a stimulation and support and feel so happy that it gives him uh, strength um, to to go on and to finish uh, the therapy and uh, and go through all the medication and the troubles and the you know when when i don't know how you say recaídas when, when you're getting better and you're healing and then you come back you know and and you and you sometimes move backwards you know and to get the strength to pull again forward you know to push and um, this is a uh, like a integral experience for the kid uh, with uh, we we made the the we designed you we, you say we designed a wish to come through uh, a dream so he had uh, you know a full day in the studio with the best drummer in Chile with um, lessons for him and playing uh, with the the both drum sets at the same time and uh, experiencing with his family, you know, he had uh, all the things that he likes to eat and all the the best headphones and the best you know uh, uh, sticks for the drums and all these, uh, so that he can rehearse also when he's in therapy and other instruments. And so uh, it becomes uh, so uh, inspiring and motivating for him to heal that it really uh, makes a a big difference in the illness of a child because this this foundation, I really really love it because um, other foundations treat the the sick kids uh, from uh, pity, you know, from... uh, feeling sorry for them, you know, and you treat them like sick people. And Make-A-Wish uh, tr- treats uh, kids like normal normal kids, you know, who have the, uh, the right to dream, to, uh, to behave, to, to have pleasure, ha- to have many toys, to have abundance and prosperity in their lives, you know. And it's not from uh, treating the illness from the medication that is, of course, very important to get resources uh, for them for that. But it's also very important to 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 worry and to give time to preoccupate about their psychological health, you know, their their spiritual health. And I think that make a wish. Um, it's very important for that. Absolutely. I mean, that's you know
1: just really moving. You know, I've been reading more about the foundation in the last month because sadly, you know, we lost uh, Kobe Bryant to this horrific accident, and apparently, he was one of the 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 most uh, prolific. Uh, Uh, gift, wish granters in the organization here in the United States. And so just reading some of those stories is just really so incredibly moving. And I'm glad you're getting involved with that and that I hope maybe, you know, as chess becomes more popular, there's probably going to be more ways for great chess players and legends of the game to get involved with organizations like that. You know, as I know that uh, chess just, it seems like it's reaching more people than it ever has. So that, that, that would make me think that some children really want Um, experiences with some of the top players and influencers in the world.
0: That's great. Yeah. Um, And also uh, for kids uh, to bring chess for the kids uh, with illness, they, they can get so much uh, strength from the, from the lessons that chess um, can, can give you, you know, the, the strength, the perseverance, the tolerance to frustration, the, the respect for, uh, for time, for patience, you know, so many, so many things that chess can give anyone, but mostly the, these kids that are in these conditions, and uh, I'm very happy to be collaborating with them. Yes.
1: Well, it's such a it's such a positive escape too. I mean, much like music, which brings me to a question about your flow experiences. I mean, one of the things that I loved about getting to chess in an early age was that I was able to experience this flow where I lost all sense of time and was completely wrapped up in an activity that was so abstract like chess and I think that later helped me in life because it made me kind of try to recognize that in other experiences as well and you know it's a clue that you're doing something right if you're so absorbed that you can't think about anything else Um, how would you compare the flow experience of music either performing and writing and being engrossed in a chess game
0: I think it's very similar because you enter this state of flow as you say um when you already have some experience i think it's very important to to rehearse a lot as in chess to play a lot of chess to rehearse a lot the music so that you can stop thinking and you can just flow you know you you already have the the skills that allow you to to enjoy and to just uh, enter this state of abstraction where time uh it, it just uh, goes through a uh, in a different dimension I feel that uh, music and chess are, are a parallel dimension for me and I think for many people that's why it brings us so much um, so much joy and we fall in love with it so deeply which passion came first for you music music of uh, music uh, since I was I don't know four years old I, I remember that I wanted to be uh, a singer and write my songs, a, a songwriter. So then I started composing and everything, but uh, as early as 2007, I realized the importance of chess in my life. And I realized I really wanted to to collaborate uh, with chess players and chess, um, events and, and making more things possible in, in chess, in my country. And, and well now in the world through my music, um, and I founded the the national women chess tournament back in 2007 in my country. So that's a, a very beautiful thing that I'm very proud of. That it's still uh, until now. Um, I, I have played it many times, but uh, but I haven't had uh, big results. But uh, the thing is that I, I love to to share with the uh, with the women chess players of my country and of every country, of course. But I think it's very important to to emphasize. Uh, that women in chess have to be supported because people say but why uh, to discriminate for women more privileged than for men you know if, if the tournament for men is absolute and women can also participate there but of course it's because of the big historical gap there is in um, between men and women. And and I think that these initiatives like Ladies' Night or so many things that are happening in the world, so many people that are contributing, um, I think it really makes a change for more women to be able to to get involved professionally or at least seriously with chess and really uh, make that gap disappear in the future. I know you have a
1: lot of irons in the fire and some exciting songs that are going to be coming (laughs) out soon. I mean, I can't wait to
0: hear them. I didn't know the expression irons in the fire. I like that. <laughs> yes, I have some some uh, swords in the fire now. <laughs> I'm uh, working on um, on many new chess songs. I'm really uh, happy with the results of them. Uh, They're not uh, released yet. They're not published. Some of them I have been playing with my guitar and with a cello player that I was uh, performing in Europe last year. But now I'm uh, mainly focusing on uh, on the production because uh, I write the lyrics, I write the chords. And with a co-producer here in Chile, I produce also the music. Uh, So I'm involved in all the uh, pre-production and the recording sessions and the mixing sessions that is the most... um, uh, exhausting <laughs> part because uh, you have to to go through them for uh, hundreds of hours you know each song is, is just uh, so many details when you're producing you know to m- uh, make so many decisions. It's like a chess game you know uh, so many ways uh, so many so many ideas to how to bring the, the, m- the main results how to execute you know. and um, and I'm very happy with these uh, new three songs that are almost ready. They are in the final mixing uh, uh, process and the mastering will will come uh, soon also. Uh, The songs that are new are called Open Files. That is mainly um, inspired by the principles of uh, Nimsovich. But it's also talking about freedom. It talks about fortresses, uh, how I cannot stand fortresses because they, they, they represent uh, in the song is like a metaphor for being imprisoned. It's like um, a song that is to- is a woman talking to a man about uh, how the the relation that they had uh, is really is really important for her, even though he thinks that it's not um, and uh, it talks about I cannot stand the fortress. I, I, I need you to, to give me freedom and you won't. So I, I, just need my open files. I won't give, give up my open files. You know, it's like, I worked so hard for my freedom. I just won't give it up. So, because you, when you are in a game and you, you, uh, you get to, to dominate an open file, you have to keep it right. You don't want to give it up. So it's like, you don't want to give up your freedom. I love that and it says also, <laughs> Yeah. And it also says, um, in the refrain at, at the at the last part it says what's your back what's your back rank <laughs> because open files can get you mated right
1: ah yeah that's a good one i love i mean <laughs> these these are going to be great I, you know you have a lot of different venues for obviously following your work but i, I mean to to point out the obvious ones you have your website com, but which are your favorite social media platforms now? Like, where, where do you think people should go to find you first and get the scoop on all of your new new work?
0: I'm not so active on Facebook right now. I'm more active on Instagram. Instagram is also uh, at Juga Musica. And then you can find uh, my stories, my uh, news, uh, and uh, different things, my IGTV videos. And... Um, also on my website, you can find the, all the videos, all the material, jugamusica.com. And also now I'm, um, I started a profile on LinkedIn. Um, I'm new at it, but I'm very happy. I will be posting there uh, many of the new chess projects that I am working on. Uh, there are many. <laughs> it's the chess, uh, chess songs and chess uh, music videos also that I'm working on um, for these new songs. Um, I'm working with, uh, an amazing Chilean team, uh, called Fields. That is the, the team with, uh, the ones that I have been, uh, producing all the, the three music videos that I've, I've released already. The, the Ocapa Blanca video, the isolated pond video and the tactical video, which I, I really like it. Watch it now. <laughs> oh, the tactical uh, video
1: is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's stunning the way you work with the dualities of, the, the black pieces and the white pieces and your own um, facial expressions in it. Like, again, this is a part where in this video, you can see the value of you being such a strong chess player and an artist because the expressions that you make when you're thinking at the chessboard are so, you know, they're so perfect, right? Because it's hard to <laughs> fake that.
0: <laughs> well, yes, I I, I have uh, played a lot of uh, chess <laughs> tournaments and uh, I I I think that any player that um, no matter the level, if you have played uh, many chess classical tournaments or chess uh, rapid or whatever, um, I think uh, that you get the feeling when you really care about it. You know, you get the feeling of what it means really to compete on on a chess tournament. So yes, I I guess it 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 reflects on the video. And uh, yeah, well about these music videos that are uh, coming, I'm really happy to to be able to write the scripts uh, for the videos. So that is also what makes the process longer, you know. Um, but it's really great to collaborate and to write the scripts uh, together with the, um, with the director of the videos, that is Sebastián Collazo, that he has uh, been uh, brilliant also in how to um, interpret my, my ideas, my feelings, uh, what I want to express uh, and communicate with Chess, with his ideas. And we have uh, merged in something very beautiful. So I'm very happy to be working with my team yeah I mean it's a chilean production for all the world
1: (laughs) yeah you know it's like i'm now that i'm talking to you and i obviously reviewed all the videos before this interview i feel like i'm kind of inspired because i do so many women's chess workshops i feel like you know it's a great idea to show especially if you have access to projector and you're giving a lesson on capo blanco or the isolated pawn. you know like to show like one of the videos i mean that really could like draw Kids in, um, especially at those drop-off ages, where you know kids kind of go off to like some other field because they associate chess maybe with like something that their parents pushed on them, but then like kind of taking them this like kind of more like artistic, wild direction. You know, it could it could be an interesting way to you know just grab grab hold of more of more of these like chess lovers for life. What was the biggest pinch me moment for you in your kind of rise to prominence in the chess creative world where, you know, you were getting invited to all of these incredible venues and so many strong players were passionate about your songs. Was there any moment that stands out to you as like one where you really felt like, okay, I I made it.
0: Um, There are many moments that I I really keep in my heart when, when I, uh, where I find the support uh, to, to go on. Uh, also, the the comments in the in the Oca video and in the well, in all the videos actually, the tactical, the isolated pawn videos, uh, the the comments that people leave in the in ut- on YouTube is really important for me. Everyone that uh, that says that it made a difference, that they uh, that they appreciate so much what I have done, what I'm doing for chess, and that that it touched them and that uh, they're happy that uh, chess have been has been uh, approached by a Uh, um, an artistic approach but with a lot of love and with uh, professionals involved I think that makes a difference and and that for me is also so important because for me uh, chess is a treasure of humanity and I really think that more people should be aware of that independently that they don't want to play it I think it's important for me to to make something good for chess and for all the people that are dedicating their lives to chess to the families of the chess players to <clears throat> to the teachers to the coaches to the people that have a, a little school of chess or to anyone that is involved with chess if my songs can make them happy and when they when they tell me when they let them let me know through social media or through uh twitter or or whatever uh it really uh, it really fills my heart with joy but i guess the, that the epic moment when i when i felt um that the chess songs project could come true and that uh that it was uh, that it was warmly appreciated was uh, at the batumi chess olympiad when i sang o capa it was released only a month uh, before that so many people didn't know it and when i sang it there i was so nervous i was i was uh, standing uh, at the side of the of the stage while you know the the chinese uh champions were um at the end of the ceremony of the of the prize giving ceremony you know there was the the chinese team on the stage and i was looking at all of them you know my my chess idols the the us uh, chess team was there and the and the russian team was there also and they all uh, you know it went from the stage and then they introduced me and also there was a uh, the the big Arkady Gorkovich uh, um, uh, speech, you know, that he was just elected the, the new president of FIDE. And then just after that, to close the ceremony, uh, they presented me, they introduced me to sing my song, O Capablanca, Blanca. And it was like, I couldn't believe it. I, w- I was like in shock, you know, because uh, it was just uh, so uh, uh, so important for me. It's like, uh, it's the most uh, important place for, for chess. And the most important chess players in the world. And I was singing my song there. And when I sang the first verse, you know, he played Karokan. No, I, I I will sing it probably. He played Karokan. His rating was higher. But from move 17 the king side was mine and everybody was laughing and everybody was like I I felt with every word that I said that the the response of the audience and and anything that I said that they were like enjoying and and feeling uh, like laughing when you when you feel that they are enjoying what uh, because they feel represented or they uh, they feel related to to what I'm saying and that uh, during that that song is like when, when, uh, when I really felt that, that it was, uh, just, uh, amazing. And I, and I really wanted to do this. It it really made me uh, feel that, um, uh, that, uh, I can touch a special fiber for chess players and non-chess players. And, and that, uh, made a, a really big difference for me.
1: Wow. Yeah. You, you really paint a beautiful picture there as, I mean, being a little bit nervous and then, you know, just killing it. And I, I can see why, because obviously you don't need a lot of, uh, musical assistance to, uh, to, to sing your bars. I mean, if, for those of you who, so for anyone watching who thought like, you know, that maybe th- this was highly produced or something, I mean, it's just incredible that you can do that apicala. I mean, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. And, I I do a lot of public speaking. So I certainly know about that feeling of getting like just incredibly nervous, even though you are so confident in your, in your talent, you know, it's still, it's all about that, that crowd and their reaction. And obviously they loved it, but it's also the people outside of chess who don't really know that much about the game and maybe they'll develop a passion or at least the appreciation for it because of your music.
0: Hmm. Yes. I I hope that with my, with my music videos and also I'm developing uh, a chess lecture um, that I'm really uh, enthusiastic about right now. I'm really excited about it. It's uh, it's an adaptation of a lecture that I already uh, I already gave at the Global Chess Festival in Budapest last year, where also uh, you know Matthew Sadler and Natasha Regan spoke, Leoncho Garcia, uh, very important uh, chess players. I don't know Arthur Cogan also made a speech. Uh, very important figures. Um, Gave lectures on chess and education, chess and social things, chess and uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence, and I gave um, a speech of uh, chess and music. My first speech on chess and music, uh, like a a lecture, no, a small lecture, Um, and uh, it 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 ended with uh, my performance of the isolated fun song, and uh, it was very beautiful, and I really got uh, the taste of uh, talking about uh, the process of. Of how to relate chess to life through music, and then I I gave the the lecture in a longer format at uh, I was invited to the Rotary Club International of, uh, München, of uh, Munich of um, Munich by the uh, Munich uh, Schach Academy the foundation and uh, which I am ambassador also now uh, I'm very happy to to collaborate with them. Um, because they make a social amazing work for people also with illnesses and troubles and senior people and, uh, all kinds of, uh, of social, uh, and also immigrant people. So it's really, really interesting the the job that they are making. Um, well, the thing is that I was invited to the Rotary club in München to, to give this lecture. And I also really enjoyed, uh, because there was people that had nothing to do with chess. It was the first experience with people that, um, uh, just uh, were maybe curious, but they didn't know any chess terminology and every, anything. Um, and it was a big challenge to, to speak to them about this process and about this, this music and, and, and to show them the videos and to, to go deep on that. And I, and I was wondering what the reaction of these people would be. And they, they, really, uh, they really got uh, so interested on, on chess and, uh, and on this process. And they made such interesting questions. And it was a very, very good experience. That it moved me to um, to develop a, ch- a chess lecture that could reach not uh, chess players but pe- non chess players, um, people in universities or in uh, companies or in different um, parts of society, which uh, can be uh, motivated to look at chess in a different way, like uh, not to not to be afraid of it, not to think that it uh, challenges. Uh, their intelligence or their pride or anything because people many times they think uh, that they will look like a fool I think that's the main concern with people not playing chess you know like no I don't want to to play chess because I'm so bad at it and of course you're bad at it if you never practice but it's like obvious but they think that it somehow challenges their intelligence it's it's so funny and I think it happens to a little bit to all of us that uh, that we just uh, when we don't see a, an obvious move or whatever we feel so so dumb <laughs> but we have to fight against that and realize that the practice of chess can be so fun and enjoyable in such so many other ways and it, it can give you so much even if you play it at a very low level with no theory at all, you can just enjoy such a a, a a deep connection with anyone that you play chess with. Absolutely. And
1: it's funny that you mentioned people being scared of playing chess because that's how I feel when uh, there's karaoke on tap. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna show anybody how I how I can sing. So of course, uh, of course, singing—you know—there's probably a little bit more of a natural talent component, don't you think? Than in than in chess, potentially. I mean, it's a it's a big question, but there's some people who their voices are just—you know—they're just born with a beautiful voice, right?
0: That's right. But also, I've seen uh, many uh, many singers that they have—you uh, could say that they have no voice or no talent, but with a lot of effort, just like in chess, and a lot of practice and a lot of uh, dedication, you can find your way. Of singing your style, and you can actually sing. I know many, many uh, big singers that they have uh, improved. Actually, myself, I think uh, I've been in- improving my my style and my my way of singing a lot in the last years, and all the time, I think it's it's infinite. You know, like um, you can always improve yourself, like in chess. Uh, of course, that there are people that are just born. You know, that they open their mouth and and voice just comes out like a like a beautiful rainbow, you know, but it's, it doesn't happen to all the singers. You just have to, to work so hard on it. I I have worked so hard on my voice and, and on my way of writing songs and anything that I think uh, just like in chess or in any sport or in any profession, I think you just have to work a lot.
1: Well, that is some very inspiring advice to close it that, I'm not actually completely doomed. I'm going to take some singing lessons, but seriously, it's been so incredible. Go, <laughs> so incredible. I mean, Hey, Anna Rudolph did rap in your music video and she did really well. So there's hope for all of us, right?
0: For all of us, for all of us. There's also hope for me in, in getting better in chess. I hope.
1: <laughs> but seriously, it's been so fun to talk to you. And again, um, hugamusico.com and you're very active on Instagram and Twitter, so check her out there as well. And of course, in the show notes, I will link to s- some of the songs and um, other events that we talked about because there's just so much to to go over. And if you haven't heard that much about Huga before this interview, you're in for a really fun couple of hours of going through all of her work.
0: Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for uh, the US Chess Women Org, the US Chess Org and... Uh, for inviting me uh, to be part of this project with my music with O Capablanca and now for uh, this last episode I'm really honored to be part of this and uh, thank you so much for what you're doing for Chess. Thanks
1: again, Huga, the wonderfully talented woman who is also the theme music of Ladies Night. Signing off and thanks everybody for listening. If you like what we're doing at US Chess to encourage women and girls to explore STEM fields, accentuate competence, and approach an even ratio with a focus on intersectionality, your donation to our US Chess Women programs is always appreciated and tax-deductible. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to all US Chess Podcasts from One Move at a Time, Cover Stories, and The Chess Underground. Till next time, may every night be ladies night.
0: Now according to Stockfish I got it all wrong After slightly advantage I had nothing But my dear Capablanco You tell me we learn more from our defeats Who needs victory?